You're listening to Faith FM, uh, and this is Tassie Encounters coming to you live from the studio in Hobart. This morning I have uh, David Leo with me. Mm, just, yes. just. We'll we'll tell you about something in a moment about what happened on the on the way, but. Uh, yeah, we just want to welcome you to our program today. Today we're studying the book of Mark, chapter 1, and uh, we're going on from where we left off last week, starting at verse 21 today. Um, now, David, uh, you had a bit of a scary experience on the way to the studio this morning. Yes, I um, I had a skid off the road and uh, ended up on the side. And I had to have a nice gentleman named Jay who came and fished me out of the, fished me out of the side of the, the road there. Yeah. And um, I'm just so thankful. I was I was sitting there as he was dragging me out, and there was car after car coming afterwards. And I was thinking, man, I'm so grateful there were no cars when I was when I lost control mm. of the car. You know, I was just swerving left, right. I didn't know what to do. You know, it's very icy down here this morning, and I suspect there might have been a bit of ice on the road. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, it's a good thing yeah. you made it just in time. I was uh, <laughs> I was keen for you to get here, David, because yeah. um, I'm not sure that I would have done a, a great job of this study. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm thankful that uh, you're able to make it now. Oh, no, I want to thank Steve as well. Steve, the local principal at our school here. Awesome. He hung around and uh, you know helped me out and yeah. uh, made sure the cars will stop and and things like that. So oh, thanks, Steve. That's fantastic. Um, just for our listeners, our show number, that's the Tassie Encounters number, is 0488-880-891. You can text us uh, anytime. You can send in your feedback or questions or comments. And, uh, yeah, also later in the program we'll have an offer that you can take advantage of as well by using that number to text in a code. So uh, this morning, David, we're going on from last week. Um, do you want to do a, a recap before we get into this week's study? Yeah, I think that's a good good thing to do a recap. We looked at John uh, 1 verses 1 to nine, uh, 11, and basically we looked at how... Um, Mark? Mark... Oh, sorry. Did I say? Well, look, yeah. Okay. Looking still, at Mark. still trying to get my head together. Yeah, we've, we've done John. <laughs> we've done John. Yeah. So, Mark, um, chapter one, verses one to eleven, and we looked at how uh, Mark he actually quotes Old Testament verses, mm. and it's really important that when we when the New Testament quotes Old Testament verses, we have a look at it to see the context as to why they would use, or he would, in any New Testament writer would use this particular reference, and mm. so. Um, when you do that, you come to realize that God is faithful to his word. What he says will come to fruition. And uh, we kind of continue on that theme today as, as uh, Mark. I, th- I think that's why I said John, because his actual name is John Mark. John Mark. <laughs> yeah. Ah, there you but go. Uh, yeah, but they, as we continue on with um, what we're going to look at, it kind of still plays on that theme that this is incredible, this person that's been promised. Yeah, awesome. Uh, and of course, if you want to listen to our previous episodes, you can do so via the Faith FM website. That's faithfm.com.au. You can go to the listen menu and find the programs and Tassie Encounters is on there. And you can look at and listen, find and listen to all of our past episodes, uh, regardless of what presenters we've got. But David's are on the Mondays. So you can listen to all of the previous episodes there and also <coughs> the Faith FM app. Well, David, I think we uh, we should make a start. Yes, let's do that. Uh, and just to just to give a bit of a preface before we get into this, it's um, 
Mock is a very action-oriented book. You know, it's like a, a movie script that just goes from one thing, action, 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 yeah. to, to the next thing. And there's some 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 words that keep, keep getting repeated after one after the other, and you'll probably notice it in, the, in our readings today. But we're going to read... Um, I'm going to after our reading yesterday there's things uh, last week sorry we've got John baptizes Jesus immediately after that we've got Satan tempts Jesus that's only two verses and then we've got Jesus begins his Galilean ministry and then he calls four disciples but we're not going to look at those verses we're going to jump straight into uh, the things that Mark says about him doing Mm -hmm. All right, and I think that's an important word what he's doing it's a very action and our title today is jesus takes action oh it's jesus so, takes action yeah, that's right <laughs> yeah and this is and this is mark what trying to um he's starting to pad what the old testament said about this messiah all right so um if you if you don't mind reading it jason uh chapters 21 to yep. 38 no worries Thank let's you. let's do that yep. so i'm reading from the new king james version It says, Then they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. If we just pause there really quickly, we've just come across one of the words. Mark says the people were astonished. Yes. Right. So that's one of the words that comes up, astonished, amazed, you know, just... Right. Sorry, carry on. Yep. And uh, and this word, the other one that stands out to me is the authority, as, as one having authority, whereas the scribes um, did not have. But that's, it's good that you see that stands out, mm. Jason, because this means that when Jesus taught... People listened. Yeah, it was different. <laughs> yeah. You know, have you had the happen to you, Jason, when you've heard the same thing before, but for some reason this other person, when they speak, it's like, oh... yeah. Well, how come how come that feels different, or mm. how come that? So the scribes teach them all the all the time, and they they would say things like Isaiah. Isaiah would say something like, "Thus saith the Lord," you know, and the scribes would say, "The Bible says," and mm. you know, but this guy he says, "I say, mm. verily, verily, I say unto you." Mm. Who who was this that would say, "I say unto you"? Isn't he meant to say, "Thus saith the Lord"? Isn't he meant to say, "The Bible says"? Mm. But he comes and says, "I say." What? Why does he say? Well, Mark is trying to make that. He's trying to make and establish this theme. He says it because he has the authority to say it. Yeah. And and that's the reason when I asked you, Jason, have you been in that situation before? There's some people that just preach with such confidence. And when you get to know some of these preachers they or, or teachers, they teach that way and preach that way because of the authority that Jesus has. And so they come with the confidence I've been sent by Jesus, so mm. I can... And so when they preach, you're like, wow, I want to listen. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just amazing. So I'm glad you picked up on that. Uh, do you so, want to keep reading now? Oh, yes, please. Yep. So now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. We, What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. Mm. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Then they were all amazed. There it is, again. Amazed, yeah. Mm. So that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? What new doctrine is this? Mm. For with authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. 
and immediately his fame spread throughout all the region of Galilee. If we can pause there, I know we've only got a, a couple of minutes to go. We'll, we'll continue on with the rest after 38, but just we've been introduced that Jesus comes to the synagogue. Mm. Only the Jews attend the synagogue, right? Mm-hmm. And then he preaches and teaches like nobody else, and the people are astonished. And then in his preaching, in his teaching, one cries out and says, I have demons, you know, please save me, right? And um, they are amazed now because they've never seen anybody cast out demons before, mm-hmm. right? And it says, what authority? What authority is this? And you notice something. Did you, did you see what this, what this uh, demonic spirit said? Uh, he, he noted that it was Jesus of Nazareth. He said, you know, what have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Nazareth? And then, uh, did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. So this is irony at play now, right? Yeah. The devil knows who he is. Mm. You know, Satan and his angels know. When I say angels, I don't mean the angels of God. I mean that Satan. If you've been listening to Faith FM, you'll probably know the story is they were all angels of God, mm. but Lucifer, Satan took... Um, other angels with him and now they're working against God so Satan and his angels they um, they know who Jesus is and the irony is the people don't know who Jesus is yeah right yeah. so the devil's saying hey um, I know who you are you're the, uh, the one that has authority yeah. but the people are saying who is this that has authority to be able to tell demons what to do you know and it's and I think it's really important you know um some you know in, in modern society, some have differ- differentiated and said you know it's some kind of um, psychological thing or whatnot. There actually is, if you do a study in the, in the Bible, there is an enemy force at work. It's um, you know Hollywood make a make a killing out of of uh, you know, they make a business out of these type of things. But when you read the Bible, you know exactly who that is. Mm-hmm. We can identify who that is, and um, I'd encourage you to keep listening to Faith FM, do some Bible studies that they offer find out who that is but um in this in this first section what we're realizing straight as straight away as jesus gets into ministry he enters the synagogue he teaches and preaches and he casts out an unclean spirit and mark is telling us this guy didn't come to muck around he's not like any other teacher he's not like any other master anybody else that has a small group he's different Mm. Mm. we might uh take a break david and uh This uh, first song is called Meekness and Majesty by Graham Kendrick. Amen. Really talks about the the multiple aspects of Jesus, both humble but also the majesty of the universe.
listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and that was Graham Kendrick with Meekness and Majesty. Now we've got David Leo in the studio continuing our series Encounters with Jesus and we've just been reading Mark chapter 1 and verse 21 through to around about 28. Yeah, Yeah, that's it. And so we're going to keep going from there. There's so much, so much to say. You know, I, I can't believe how fast time goes when we're talking about these things. Mm. We're talking about how Mark is establishing this theme. He's establishing this thought that when we read this uh, about the actions that Jesus takes, we get this idea that Jesus has this type of authority that hasn't been seen before. I'm hoping that when we, uh, when you listen to this this uh, uh, this morning, that to the part of the Bible we're talking about, that you will start to identify and realize, wow, Jesus has an authority like nobody else that you've ever known before. Um, I'm going to read verses 29 to 31. This is immediately after. And here's another word in verse 28, Jason. Mm. And immediately. Immediately is a common common word that's used in Mark. And straight away. And after this, you know, Mark has this thing. We've got to get to the next plate. Yeah. It's just like you when the when the time is going down on the countdown. Like, Dave, come on, we're going to. There's no mucking about. There's no mucking about the time. Get on with it. Yeah. Last week it said the time has been fulfilled. Yeah. Right. The time has been fulfilled. And um, so I'll read twenty nine to thirty one. Now, as soon, <laughs> see that? Can you hear that? Now, as soon, mm. and immediately, and as yeah. soon. Now, as soon as they come out of the synagogue, so this is after the synagogue visit, cleaning uh, the, uh, the unclean spirit, they entered the house from a synagogue to a house, mm-hmm. very personable, right? Of Simon and Andrew with James and John. But Simon's wife's mother, his mother in law, lay sick with a fever, and they told him about her at once. 
Are you getting this? <laughs> it's all happening. It's all happening. Yeah, Mark is like, yeah. Mark is oh, just uh, yeah, just full on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna digress really quickly. I know we work on time, but I want to I want to put in a really quick uh, a side note. This work um, identification of Mark. The Bible identifies John Mark as a servant of God, and the interesting thing about that word servant, there are different. Um, words for servant and I believe it's Aramaic but the the literal translation of the, the one they give him is the um, the low boat uh, boat rower the low boat, boat rower. rower it's basically on a big big boat where they've got rowers you know yeah. below deck it's the lowest rank rower right. he gets he gets the really you know the job of the, the worst wow. and John Mark is identified as one of those servants wow All right and then you, I didn't, and when you get to the story of John Mark, he's, you know, the book of Acts, he's got some interesting things that happen with John Mark, but we're not going to get into it right now. But, mm. the, but he comes from a place of where he's a servant, but he's like, let's just, let's just do it. Yeah. He's that guy in the room. He's, he's an like, action man. Yeah, yeah. He's the guy in the room when you're talking, having a meeting and he's saying, how long is this meeting going to go? When yeah. are we going to do something about this? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, um, at once, and so, uh, so he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she served them. Right, so he understands that the understanding of servitude. Yeah. Um, this woman is healed, and something I want to, I really want to um, uh, focus on in this particular story is in verse thirty-one. Jesus makes a particular action. He says he took her by the hand mm, and he, lifted her up, yeah. and lifted her up. You start to see this in Mark. There's something about Mark um, giving us this idea that Jesus will touch, that Jesus will, um, you know, he has a physical action in how he handles people. And mm. you know, um, when I was reading this again, because I was getting ready for this, you know, for, for our talk this morning, <laughs> I had this thought in, as Mark, when you see this theme in Mark, and I thought to myself, what would Jesus do during COVID? Yeah, <laughs> you know, because, He'd be busy. Oh yeah, but you know this this uh, idea of touch is really important. Mm. You know, when it comes to human beings, you know the the uh, connection of um, touching one another is is something that brings a connection like nothing else. And um, you know, you see Jesus here touching her by the hand and lifting her up. Mm. Um, and so they go from synagogue to home, and Peter's uh, mother-in-law is healed. And she serves them. And then it goes directly after that. At evening, in verse 32, at evening when the sun had set, they brought to him all who were sick and those who were demon-possessed. And the whole city was gathered together at the door. Then he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew him. <laughs> he didn't want the same thing to happen uh, that happened in the temple. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's Jesus doesn't want. Oh, let me let me let me rephrase this. We don't need the testimony of the devil. Yeah, you know he. Yeah, you said at the temple that he gave a testimony. We know who you are. You are Jesus. And this time, uh, and that that same where he says he did not allow the um, demons to speak. Mm. Uh, we're going to go into another story in Mark four. That's going to be further down. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks couple of chapters later but it's the same phrase and it means to muzzle it means to put a muzzle on something right so mm -hmm. jesus is putting a muzzle on the devil saying shush right and in chapter four he uses the same phrase he puts a muzzle on the storm shush 
<laughs> when, when, when I'm speaking, you you be quiet, and yeah. I don't I don't need your testimony. The demon doesn't need to speak. And it's interesting. Last week we talked about all these crowds, these crowds that came to see John. And I I don't think I told you. I don't think I mentioned last week. Did I mention about the early church and the legend of uh, the rabbinical the rabbinical legend of um, Elijah's. Uh, mantle? Did I talk about that at all? No, I don't think so. I did talk about the crowds, though, didn't I? How you did talk about crowds. crowds. Yeah, yeah, because when you look at where Jesus is, and oh, look at where Jesus is, and where um, Jerusalem is, and all the crowds are going to see John. You kind of wonder, oh, I wonder, wonder why they're going to see John. But this is what the le- one of the legends say. Now you know, what a legend is it's mm. like uh, an urban legend, just yeah. secondary secondary sources. And, and the, yeah. ra- the rabbinical legends have all sorts of awesome legends. It's, it's, don't know if it's true or not, but yeah. it makes for interesting uh, thinking. Yeah. But one of the, the rabbis' uh, rabbinical legend says that the mantle of Elijah gave it to Elisha. Elisha asked for a double portion. Um, this is a story in the Old Testament. Always good to refer to the Old Testament. He says, Elijah asks Elisha, is there anything you want? He says, I want a double portion. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting in the Old Testament is the Old Testament retur- uh, records eight miracles of Elijah. And guess how many miracles it records of Elisha? I'm guessing eight. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, uh, double, double. Double. Of course. Double what Elijah did. I Amazing. didn't do the math properly, did right. I? <laughs> and so the word is that uh, Elisha, Elisha's mantle ended up going to the the, the holy place and it was stored inside the uh, you know the the, the cabinet with oh, the um, ark of incense ark of, it was stored yeah. in there and when Zechariah was was given the prophecy to say that you know, you're going to have a child that's going to be the one the voice of that cries wilderness well he took out that mantle and gave it to John that's the legend and so when people heard oh apparently John's wearing the Elijah's mantle people, so so what actually is the mantle. You've it's talked the, about Elijah's like, mantle. Yeah, it's probably a fancy word for a hood. A hood. It's kind right. of like a hood and a cape. Right. <laughs> you know, it covers yeah. covers the body and the head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, wow, you know, that makes for a good Hollywood movie. But yeah. um, I don't know how true that is. But it is, you know, it is indeed interesting and you know, really stirs the, oh wow, what a great mystery. Mm. But um, don't know how true that is. But they all wanted to come out and see this this guy named John, and he's preaching about this guy about Jesus who's doing all these miracles and taking action. Right, and so when the crowds see what he's doing, and this is where I think, this is where I think there might be, um, there, there might be something to this because when crowds hear about a good preacher, what what usually happens? The crowds get bigger. The crowds get bigger. Yeah, they come to see who the preacher is. Right, they want to hear what he's got to say. They want to hear what, it, and uh, when the preacher has a good message to preach, uh, they're going to hear it. And for some reason, Jesus, uh, we, we're going to see in, in, in uh, verse 35, he goes to Galilee. Now, all the crowds are coming to him in Capernaum. That's where these stories are taking place. Hmm. Right? All, all of them are coming to see him there. And, oh, sorry, Galilee. They've all come to, to listen to him in Galilee, and they moved from Capernaum. Right? Oh, earlier it says they went into Capernaum. That was, yeah. that was where the, uh, the, the uh, first... The unclean spirit, yeah, yeah, the synagogue, and hmm. so the crowds, the crowds come to them there, right? But and then he moves on to Galilee, hmm. and usually when you've got a crowd, when a crowd comes to see you speak, you know, any any good old preacher wants the wants the crowd to to love on hmm. him or her, you know. But <laughs> for Jesus, that's not the thing. You know, hmm. Jesus, like Mark tells us, he's a he's a man of action. It's, but the crowds are coming to him, bringing demon possessed 
people and also um, bringing people for him to heal. Hmm. So the word is getting out. The word is getting out in uh, in the city of Capernaum that at Peter's house, there is this man there that is uh, that's teaching amazing things. He's uh, he's got rid of an unclean spirit. Um, you know, this he heals Peter's mother-in-law. There's a reason for um, mentioning that, and it's interesting because you make a connection when Jesus was on the when Jesus was on the cross. He actually told one of his disciples, you now look after my mum. You know, so <laughs> it's something about Jesus and making sure that the mothers are looked after. Mm. But uh, when we go to the next segment and we look at verse 35, he moves on to Galilee. Mm. You know, no need for any ego. He's not, he's not attracted that the crowd love who he is and, and whatnot. He's here for a time that's fulfilled and he needs to move on to the next place. Mm. Right. We're going to go to a break, and uh, I'm just picking up on the uh, the part about um, Peter's mother-in-law, or Simon Peter's mother-in-law, being healed, where it says that he took her by the hand and lifted her up, and this song is titled Love Lifted Me. Mm. So we're going to have a listen to this, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great message and yeah. uh, connected with what we're talking about today. This is uh, Love Lifted Me by Caitlin Clampett.
Jesus saves, He will lift you from the crashing waves, crashing waves, He will never leave you. Jesus saves, Jesus saves, He will lift you from the crashing waves, crashing waves, He will never leave you. Jesus saves, Jesus saves, He will Lifted me. Now I'm here with David Leo on Tassie Encounters, and we've been talking about how Jesus healed many people. And uh, we had uh, this discussion about how, how the crowds were following him and gathering around him. Which, of course, I guess if people wanted to be healed, they wanted to go and find out what was going on, and perhaps they they had things that they wanted to be healed from as well. Yeah. Uh, just before we get into uh, the next section, uh, I'll just remind our listeners that we do have an offer today, and it's called Decoding Bible Prophecy. 0488880891 is our number, 0488880891. You can write that down, and uh, in the next section, we'll give you a code to claim that offer today, Decoding Bible Prophecy, and we'll give you a bit more information about it. So we're up to the preaching in Galilee or thereabouts, uh, David. Yeah, can you could you read 30, 35 to 39 for us, please, Jason? Yeah, it says, Now in the morning, having, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. Oh, I wonder why Mark put that in there, Jason. Do you think he mentioned that for a reason? Well, I reckon he did, being that he's an action man. This is sort of uh, a quiet time, <laughs> so it sure it is. Must have been important. <laughs> I tell you what, you know, um, I got folk at church in Deloraine, and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we uh, call each other at six o'clock, and we spend half an hour just having prayer. Mm. Right? Such an awesome way to start prayer. Yeah. Did it this morning before I came here, and uh, you know, the first thing when you're talking to when you talk to God, first thing in the morning. Um, you know, I'm still processing now, Jason, how I stayed calm while the car was swerving. It swerved left, right. I don't know how many times I swerved before I spun around twice before it hitting the ditch. Yeah. And just I'm processing, why did I stay so calm? You know, like I was trying to control the car and I was logically trying to calculate. If I turn left, I'll make the car swing this way. If I, and, and I was like, how did, how did I do that in those moments? You know? Yeah, because it's only a few, couple of seconds. That's right. I'm not a racing car driver. You know? <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not even the type of guy to do donuts and all that kind of, you know, no. do the, do, I don't know how to drift the car or anything. It was just for some reason, right? But spending time with God, first thing to start the day, how best to get your mind right, you know, yeah. get your mind, mind set. And uh, he gives us a demonstration. 
And it's amazing that Jesus himself did this. You know, Jesus <clears throat> was God in human form, right. and yet he spent that time communing with exactly. God as well. So if Jesus did that, it shows us how, how much, much more, more we need to. Right. Yeah. 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 So, and Simon and those who were with him searched for him. When they found him, they said, everyone's looking for you. Mm. But he said to them, let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also, because for this purpose I have come forth. And he was preaching in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and casting out demons. There must have been a lot of demons around. i tell you what, yeah, I've, I've <laughs> had that thought as well. You know, mm. like there must have been, uh, he must have been making and Jesus says, and this is for the purpose that I've come. Yeah. Right? There must have been uh, some, he, he must have been taking control of minds and, and lives. And, uh, you know, when we, we're going to talk about a, a person that was taken by demons in Mark 5. That's later on as well. I keep, I'm plugging Mark 4, plugging Mark 5. It's going to be uh, a few weeks down the track. <laughs> yeah, a few weeks down the track, but stay tuned. We're going to talk about that, that demon possession. You know, I, I find that uh, something that's fascinating, especially. In the time, we're, but I'm about to digress. Let's stick to the what we're talking about. But this, let us go into the next towns that I might preach there also, because for this purpose I've come. You know, Jesus' mission is more important than egotistical crowds. You know, to feed his ego, where crowds love him. Mm. You know, I think there's a huge lesson there for anybody that's a leader. Mm. You know, don't think of the ego from the crowds. Think of the ego from the people that's following you. You know, whatever your mission is, mm. stick to your mission. You know, have that have go, that integrity. Go you know? away. Go where you're needed. Yeah, mm. and what you were sent for. You know, if mm. you if this was the aim, if this, if this was the vision, stick with it. And Jesus goes to all of Galilee, and like you said, he went to the synagogues again, right? So the Jews are starting to realize, whoa, this this man is doing something incredible. Mm. And now we come to uh, verses forty to forty-five. Could you could you read that, please, Jason? Yes, it says, "Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him." If you are willing, you can make me clean. So we'll pause. We'll pause right there. The posture of the leper. Mm. What does that tell you about the leper and his recognition of Jesus? That he respected him. I guess kneeling down is a sense of uh, of respect. Respect to authority. Yeah. So we're now getting a breakthrough. Mm. People are starting to recognize there is something about Jesus that is more powerful than just a normal human teacher. Mm. He's come for healing, and he's kneeling before him. So. Mm. The message of the gospel, as Mark said he was going to preach, the message of the gospel, that Jesus Jesus is God, he died and rose again, and you know, he promises to come again. That that's starting to break through, and this man recognizes and says, I'm going to give him the respect that he deserves. Mm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him. There's that there it is again. There's that touching again, yeah. isn't it? And and of course touching a leper. Right. would be even more significant because people didn't want to go anywhere near lepers. Yeah, there was actually a, um, a law in Leviticus that said, you know, these lepers, they, and if you don't know what leprosy is, it's a skin, it's a skin condition mm. that when if you're a Jew that lived back then, uh, you had to live outside of the designated gates, uh, walls, because mm. you were basically seen as a contagious, sick person. And in fact, if you had a family, you had to leave your family. Mm. So, Jason, you imagine us, you know, you have a wife, I have a wife, mm. can't even touch our wives, can't even touch our children, right? And you have to leave the area, mm. and and every time somebody comes close to you, you have to cry out, oh, you know, I'm a leper, I'm a leper, because then people know, oh, stay far yeah. away from them, because they're, they're categorized as unclean by the, the rules of the society. And here he comes, 
brave enough to approach Jesus where he knows the law is don't get close to people. Mm. And his coming to Jesus, the response is yeah, a well, touch. It, yeah. A touch. That, that, that touch alone probably made him cry. Mm. I thought, you know. Mm. He probably hadn't been touched for, for years and years. Yeah, and, and I wonder too, because, you know, touch it, um, a leprosy, it gets rid of your nerve endings and sometimes you're numb. Mm. <laughs> sometimes, did he feel the touch or mm. did he just see the touch and have faith in the touch? And I'm, oh, yeah, that's the way my brain functions. But he touched him. Mm. Not scared of the disease. So uh, it's interesting here. The the uh, the man said, "If you are willing, you can make me clean." And Jesus says to him here, just in the in the finishing this verse, "I am, I am willing. willing. Be, be cleansed." Yeah. I love that. I love that that uh, response. Right. The leper says, "I know you're able." You know that, that is this whole comment is, "I know you have the ability to do this. Mm. You have the authority to do this. You just have to I'm, be willing." <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you're if you're willing to help me out. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus' response, oh, I am. Mm. <laughs> this is the purpose why I've come. Yeah. You know? As soon as he had spoken. Oh, there it is again. Yep, as soon as. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately. Immediately. Oh, there it oh, is this again. Is <laughs> this must be important. <laughs> the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And he strictly warned him and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Okay, I'll pause there. Yeah. Can you, when Jesus says, I want you to obey the Levitical laws that were given to Moses, mm. what's Jesus doing? Um, I'm guessing that he's trying to get this guy to go to the priest because that was, that was the process. Uh, perhaps so that the priests also witnessed what had happened? That certainly is the case. But you see here, he's respecting and honouring the system. Uh, ah, yes. Yep. He's honouring the, the law, the system that of existed. law that they have, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's, it's true what you're saying, because what you had to do back then when you have leprosy is you had to go to the priest, they um, assess you, they look at you and say, oh, look, man, you have got leprosy, you're gone. You know, mm. leave immediately. Uh, he's gone to the priest, and he's probably gone numerous times. Has the leprosy left me? That's probably gone. Where's priest? Says, Get out of here! You know, he's going to come again. The priest goes, "What? What happened? How come you were sick before, but you're not sick now? Mm. You know, and he'll have to give permission to him. No, no, you are clean. You can, you're welcome back into society. And he's going to talk to his friends and say, "Hey guys, uh, there's something going on. That stuff we're hearing about at Capernaum in Galilee." Just had a guy come. <laughs> he doesn't have leprosy anymore. Mm. You know, and I could I tell you what, if he's a married man with children, I know exactly where he went after that. Mm. <laughs> it's interesting though that he, that he says, "See that you say nothing to anyone." So yeah. on the way, he was meant to be silent and uh, and not share his excitement. Verse forty. Yeah, we'll talk about that in another, probably in another. Um, uh, place, but it says, however, he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the matter so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city. That's why I didn't want him to speak, mm. but was outside in deserted places and they came to him from every direction. Mm. So when he couldn't get to them, they came to him. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy just couldn't hold in the good news. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We're going to go to a break and, um, this song is Above All by Michael W. Smith. I guess it guess t- it talks a little bit about the authority of of God, of yeah. Jesus, above all. So let's have a listen to this beautiful song.
kings above all nature and all created things above all wisdom and all the ways of man you were here before the world began
You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. And that was Michael W. Smith with Above All. Now, we mentioned earlier this book that we're giving away today, Decoding a Bible Prophecy, and the number to get that book is 0488 The book is about understanding what those Bible prophets said, especially apocalyptic prophets such as Daniel and John the Revelator. It's about knowing how to read those prophecies and make sense of some difficult passages in the Bible. You'll learn principles of interpretation, the meaning of a number of apocalyptic symbols, and important hints regarding major time prophecies. Why is it important to uh, have this understanding of prophecy, David? We're talking about the authority of Jesus Christ. Yeah. When you understand, when you start to read the prophecies, and you come to the realization that these prophecies are accurate, they're to the they're to the point, they're to the time, you start to get an understanding and a um, an appreciation, hopefully more than appreciation, but you start to realize, wow, God actually is a is authoritative in His word. He mm. keeps His word, and um, when He's able to control, when He's able to control, read, and you know the time and the situation, what God says will happen, will happen. You know, and it's, it, it gives us it gives us confidence uh, to trust as well, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, yeah. that code to get that book today is Logos. That's L O G O S and the number two. Logos number two, and just text that on its own, no spaces, no nothing else in the message. Text that to our show number zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. That's zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Okay, David, we've got a few minutes to uh, just wrap this up and really get to the key point here that you wanted to make today. Yeah, okay, thank you. The key point I wanted to make today is that Jesus Christ that we read in the Bible has an authority that is beyond anything that we understand. Just like the Michael W. Smith just saying, above all kingdoms, there's no there's no other authority that's ever lived on this earth that compares. So when it comes to authority, I know in the time and the space that we live in, uh, in the Western world in particular, we have we have problems with authority. And you look at our track record <laughs> when it comes to authority, there's probably a logical reason why uh, people often question and just, you know, they think it, that, that authority is up to something, you know? I, th- that, I think I think it's you, you feel justified if you feel like there's a certain level of uh, corruption or right. problem, you know, with the authority. Correct. Uh, if if the authority is a good authority, I think it's a bit easier to respect it. Yeah, and, and good authority is, uh, you know, in the times that we live in, because we don't live with a king. No. You know, we, don't, we don't have a king, we don't have a king of Hobart that we can... All say, oh, honor to the king, long live the king, and we can talk about how great he is. We don't, we don't live in a, a system of dictatorship, you know. So we don't experience people like Pol Pot, Adolf mm. Hitler, uh, you know. So we, we don't, we live in a in a world where we've become our own authority, mm. right? When somebody tries to tell us what to do, I don't know about you, Jason. When somebody tries to tell me what to do, and I don't know who they are, thinking, who, who are you, buddy? You know, <laughs> who are you thinking you can tell me? You know, then tell me how to live my, how to do this, whatever, you know, mm. and. You know, I suppose um, yeah, when you hear someone try to tell you what to do with your life and you don't know who they are, it's hard to respect that. There are people that I've respected in my life, you mentioned it already, Jason, are people that you actually know. And these people, they actually care about me and love me and actually are concerned about what I do with my life. So when they speak, they speak with authority because I know that they're, they're not trying to control my my life. They're trying to give me a better life. Mm. They're trying to help me out. And I'm talking about people like my dad, mm. my mum, 
my wife has a sense of authority. You know, my, yeah. they, these people that speak things to, not to try and, um, you know, have a sense of power, but to, uh, to try and uh, encourage you and, yeah. and have you adjust characteristics that need to be adjusted. Mm. So yeah, I was going to say not not a sense of power, but uh, but. Um, or an ability to empower you. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. Yes, empowerment. Mm. That, that's what that's what it's about. Encouragement and empowerment. Yeah. yeah, and you come to Jesus Christ, and this is this is Jesus Christ who's come for our salvation. When I say in that way, I mean He's come to rescue us from a situation that some of us are probably unaware of. Um, to the disciples in Matthew twenty-eight verse eighteen, before He sent them on their mission. You know, just like Marcus and Jesus in his mission, in Matthew 20, verse 18, he says to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And then he gives them their mission. Mm. Right? All authority from heaven and earth. And before that, the disciples got to witness and see what Jesus does for people, how much he loves and wants to save and wants to help people. Mm. Right? And uh, this is the Jesus that we're talking about. So when he speaks, if he says, uh, jump, people that know Jesus are going to say, hey, well, how high? Yeah. Right? People that don't know Jesus, you know, um, I don't know if this ever happens to you, uh, um, Jason, but when I've tried to help um, friends that know me, you know, when it gets to the subject of Christianity and I'll try and advise them about, you know, perhaps, you know, Perhaps you know, you're on the drink too much, man. Maybe that's not that's probably why your wife's unhappy with you. Yeah. Oh, don't 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 try and put don't impose your Christian values on me, man. You know, that, like, wow. You know, the conversation was good before, but now it's like uh, he thinks I'm taking a sense of authority, but I'm not. I'm just trying to say, hey, my the authority that I speak with comes from a place of experience and knowing Jesus Christ, yeah. and I know for a fact that since obeying <laughs> and since following what Jesus says. Uh, I can tell you that it's been better for not only my own life but relationship with others. You know, I and I and I want to I want to continue that. I want to continue to be able to talk uh, to be able to demonstrate who Jesus is, tell the gospel, share the gospel, show the gospel, and uh, have people realize, wow, Jesus is somebody that I want to listen to as well. Mm. Absolutely. Um, so we've got a couple more minutes. Do you, do you have anything else to to share about this passage in particular? Um, yeah, I, I do. Um, we're going next next week. We're going to look at a, just one story of a man who is um, who, who whose legs aren't functioning. Mm-hmm. Right. We're going to look at that story for the whole the whole time. And before we wrap up today, what I want to I'm hoping that any listener right now that 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 uh, hasn't hasn't recognized Jesus as somebody needing respect. Uh, Maybe you can spend some time. Maybe you can read into Mark 1 again, read Mark 2, and come to this realization, and, and go for the book, the book that Jason's been talking about. Um, he deserves honor and respect, and I know there are, that's something that's difficult to try and get across in the world, in the Western world that we live in. That doesn't really happen. You know, we, we have teachers, we have parents, we have, um, we have people in our lives that, that we realize they deserve my respect and honor. And uh, I want to tell you, Get to know Jesus Christ and you will realize that Jesus being the king of the universe is, oh, I'll use that word again, king, even though we can't relate to it. Jesus mm. being the 
That's a good word, Jason. The, the authority, <laughs> their creator. Authority. The creator yeah. of the universe. I was, I was, I was um, just thinking of cops and judges, and I was mm. like, I, I don't think they get the respect and honor that we're talking about here. Mm. But, yeah, just you'll you realize that this is somebody that deserves your respect, honor, and worship. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that's that's probably the, the that's something I really want to get across. I wish everyone would know who Jesus is, that they may honor him and, and give him glory that he deserves. Yeah. Amen. Well, thank you uh, for your study this morning, David, and uh, I'm very pleased that you actually made it here. Oh, so uh, am I. It was a near miss, but uh, <laughs> you did make it, thank goodness. Um, our code for the promo today for the uh, the giveaway, the book, Decoding Bible Prophecy, is Logos and the number two, that's L-O-G-O-S, and the digit, the, the, the numeral, number two on the end without any spaces. You can text that in to zero four double. Now, David, uh, specifically next week, we haven't actually talked about what you're going to be studying next week, but uh, do you have uh, something to share apart from what you'd already shared, like a title or something for a a teaser for next week? Yeah. Uh, Teamwork and... Teamwork. Just teamwork. Teamwork. Yeah, teamwork. Okay. I'll look forward to that. Uh, I'm assuming it'll be continuing on in the Book of Mark. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And tomorrow we've got uh, Gary Webster with Lifetime Search. Uh, that's his series. And tomorrow he's going to be talking about, I think, uh, Lives Transformed. So I'm looking forward to that. We hope that you can join us tomorrow with Gary Webster. Um, where are you going to be this weekend, David? This weekend I'll be at um, Deloraine Church and I'm talking about I am the way, the truth, and the life. Okay. And I'm going to talk about how how can Christians claim that Jesus is the only way? Aren't there many ways? Yeah, very good. Okay, that that is a challenging question for many. Um, so wherever you are, wherever you're listening, uh, we hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, remember, if you're listening uh, to the podcast online or whatever, you can still text us in. Uh, you can still interact with us uh, via that mobile number. We just uh, pray that God is with you for the next 24 hours Amen. until we meet again. Happy uh, Monday, everyone. And uh, until we talk to David again next Monday.